0: All right. Hi, welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. We are so grateful that you are here today. My name is Laura Forehand, and I am part of the Whole Brain Teaching staff, and I am joined today with Rhonda. Rhonda, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Rhonda Arlt. Um, I'm part of the Whole Brain Teaching staff as well, second grade teacher out in Kansas. Where are you at, Laura? I always forget to say that I teach second grade. <laughs> I teach second grade
0: in the state of Missouri, so um, we really just wanted to come on here today it 's been oh it 's been a hot minute since we 've gotten together, Rhonda, <laughs> to talk about stuff yeah, so we um, i just we wanted to just get on here. We both teach face to face in our classrooms. And so we know there's a lot of information out there on virtual or digital learning, and boy, we've got that stuck in our back pocket just in case. But we thought we would come on here and talk a little bit about what life is like using whole brain teaching with our current uh, COVID distancing um, scenarios in our classrooms. So we've had to make some adaptations. So we kind of thought we would come on here and talk about how things are going and what kind of adaptations that we have made.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, we just kind of took it for granted, at least I did, that um, I was going to be face-to-face and was going to jump right in with that brain teaching and things were going to be like they normally were while well, I was seeing the desks spread apart and things like that brought up a lot of questions that I started at, realizing I was going to have to rethink some of the whole brain teaching things that we do. We're going to do them, but it's going to look a little bit different.
0: Exactly. And,
1: uh, one of the things that um, was a big hit last year, um, I wasn't able to do it as much, but P circle. And we always talked about how on peace circle, they'd come up and sit on the rug or sit in the front of the room and get that started. But when you have to maintain six feet apart, you can't do that. So, can you explain Laura how you are doing peace circle with these adjustments? Yeah, absolutely. And
0: peace circle was something that I really kind of just dabbled in last year. We never really got a good footing on it, but I wanted to do that this year because because our students have been out of school for so long for 5 months and we're not sure kind of what, you know, what they know, how much stress their feeling about the current situation. So I wanted to make sure I got some emotional um, information or teaching in there. So I thought Peace Circle would be a great way to do that social emotional um, check-in every day. So how I have done it is I put down, I got permission from my principal to order these number stickers. And so I put them around the perimeter of my classroom. Now I will say that they are not six feet apart because my classroom is just not that big. I have 15 students this year and I I realize for some that is a small classroom, um, but we also have small classrooms in just the size of our classroom. So I couldn't get them exactly six feet apart, but I do have them for, to four and a half feet apart around the perimeter of my classroom. And so kids come in in the morning and we always have like some morning work for them to do. Um, They have some routine things like turning in papers and taking their lunch count. And then as we're finishing up our morning bell work, I will say bodies up, they'll do that three-peat and I'll say circle up. And so then they go stand on the number that has been assigned to them. And we, right now we have our timer set at five minutes. And I know like if you get on Teachers Pay Teachers and, or even the Whole Brain Teaching website and look at Peace Circle, it says two minutes. But I kind of extended that again, just for that social emotional um, well-being and really giving each student a chance to um, tell me how they, you know, check in with me every day. now we're getting a little bit faster with it so i feel like i can maybe bring that down to say three minutes and still get the majority of my class in there but that's how we're doing it and it has worked out really well i'm happy to say because i really didn't know how that was going to go um we do not you know they're supposed to be able to like hold the dice as they're sharing we don't do that we do i i will roll the dice um for for each one. Um, We haven't started on the deep compliments yet. That is something we'll be working toward. But, you know, it's like coach says, it's a long year. So I'm kind of taking it slow, making sure that first and foremost, my students are able to socially and emotionally check in every day, even if they're not feeling the the best. I want that to be a safe environment where they can share that they're feeling stressed or they're feeling anxious or they're just feeling sad about something.
1: And I think that's important for this time and what we're going through. Um, you know, those deep compliments I think will come in time, but I think right now we need to focus in on how they're, they're feeling with everything going on
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, there, there are so many, we talk about the whole brain teaching cycle and we've done several podcasts on just the whole brain teaching cycle. And so how, I guess, how have you made adaptations to uh, parts of the cycle? For example, like teach. Okay. How are you making adaptations when students can't be right by each other? They can't do that high five switch um, how how are you doing that in your classroom?
1: Well, um, I saw someone, I think in summer school, I think it was on one of our homework Teaching Facebook posts had used mirrors, and um, I thought, what a great idea. And so I found some mirrors, and what I have done is I've attached the mirror to their desk, but I kind of wanted it, them out of their seats, just to get some movement going, so we're not sitting in our chairs forever, all the time, all day long. So um, it is on the side of their desk. So they have to get up out of their seats and go down. And that's where they teach themselves. And then I call them back and they get back in their seats. And it was a process. It was a trial and error attempt. I mean, I'm an advocate of always having that chair pushed in, but it seemed like it took longer <laughs> for them to get back when I called them back if their chair was pushed in. So we left the chairs pushed out and that helps. It just makes it harder for me to go around and praise, prompt, and leave. Number mm-hmm. one, I have to bend over to listen to them. Kills my back after a while. And just maneuvering around the room of desks and children and chairs. But I mean, I think I think it's, they're getting better at it. I mean, I still have expectations I want to see them do a little bit better with, but they're kind of buying in to looking at themselves and teaching themselves. Now, I know there's other, there's been some great ideas posted on Facebook of making a little character, character that they can teach. Um, Some teachers have talked about stuffed animals. I just wasn't allowed for them to bring in a stuffed animal. So I didn't do that. But Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, we could even go in and and switch it up with some of the old tie-ins that we have with whole brain teaching, like teach your shoe, teach a pencil. You know, you could teach your reading book if you wanted to or different things like that. So I think You know, we just at this point have to kind of think outside the box and you've got to do what works for you in your classroom and what you're willing to accept. It's a lot of movement in my room, but that's kind of what I wanted, you Mm -hmm. know, when I was thinking through the mirror idea. But there are some great ideas. And if you have a great idea, we would love for you to share it on one of our Facebook pages that we can all help each other out with.
0: Absolutely. And Rhonda has a great video out there. Now, I think you posted it to... Uh, your Instagram
1: and to I don't know if you posted it to all the Facebook pages which Facebook I did think I just did it on our first second grade page because I wasn't sure um, what audience would want to see it you know I don't want to overload it but if somebody wants me to share it on another one I can or check out my um, Instagram because I it there as well but Like I said, it's kind of rough, but um, I just wanted teachers to see how it could work. You know, it could be a possibility for them.
0: Yeah. And I think, I actually think it's a great video. I think your kids did great. Um, And that's, you know, that brings me back to uh, Andrea's podcast with us and even things like that, you know, going, getting out of your seat and going around, to the mirror, wherever the mirror is on their desk or how are you doing it? You have to micro step those things, right? You've got to take them step by step until you get the expectation that you want.
1: And that micro stepping, they were helping me as we were trying it out. So we were adjusted as we went, but that's I think it was a good process for them to see and they took ownership in helping me decide what was gonna work best for them and the class, so.
0: Right, and another thing that you had, kind of put out there was um, the idea of help me, you know, in the past, when we've done help me when we have students say help me in the classroom, we have students that kind of rush up to that student and are talking to them. I mean, like face to face Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's one thing if you've got all your students that are wearing masks, maybe, but still that's pretty tricky. So, so what kind of um, help did you get as far as that particular part of your classroom, having students ask for help?
1: Well, I mean, wasn't even something I even really thought about until I saw your video and how your kids did that. And I know different districts are gonna have different guidelines. So sure. please be sure that you are doing what your district is allowing you to do. But it just got me thinking, because we haven't started school yet. And Mm -hmm. I thought, oh my goodness, if they're six feet apart, they're not going to be able to ask. So I reached out to my good old friends, the executive board, and um, Andrea replied back to me with a great idea. And instead of them coming over to the desk, she thought the student that was asking for help could point to um, a student or two that she was requesting help from. And we have done that. It does work. Um, some of the kids are a little shy because they're still getting used to it, but I think it will get better over time. But sure, that again, it was something that I didn't think about until you know I saw you know your video and things. Mm-hmm. So I think we just have to remember that yes, whole brain teaching does work, even in these circumstances. We just have to tweak them a little bit and make them work for us and keep the kids safe.
0: Absolutely. And
1: you had put.
0: I feel like you put that question kind of out there, like under my video. And so Mm -hmm. you got a couple of responses to that. And, and one was like phone a friend or something like that.
1: I think you're right. Mm -hmm.
0: And maybe that's similar to what Andrea was saying. I don't know, but you know, you could, you could pretend like you're phoning and, and call on somebody in class to help you. I think that's a great idea. great Creativity. I know, right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, which, you know, that's why I love the whole brain teaching community, whether you are on staff or not, it doesn't matter. I feel like those, those Facebook pages and the Instagram, um, social media, people are just willing to help each other. And in times like this, where you, if you're teaching face to face, well, even if you're not, even if you're teaching virtually, you're exhausted by the end of your day. And sometimes you can feel like, um, you know, it just didn't go like you wanted to, and maybe even feel like you're a little bit of a failure. Um, going to those pages is going to reenergize you because you've got people that are gonna be there to encourage you. And like I said, whether it's staff, executive board, or just teachers who are also using whole brain teaching. And sometimes when you're in the middle of that, you know, today just did not go the way I wanted to, it's really hard to think of, um, think outside, well, for me, I'll speak for myself, it's hard for me to think outside the box. And so that's where I really appreciate, you know, great friends like Rhonda that I can come to and go, okay, you know, I, I can't see the forest for the trees, help me see how this strategy could work.
1: And I know teachers are under, you know, a lot of stress with trying to deal with all this, but I do want to kind of throw out there, you know, especially if you're beginning with whole brain teaching and you're face-to-face and maybe even if you're virtual, what I noticed with my kids face-to-face, they were super excited to be in the classroom and I was excited to have them there, but their stamina is just Mm -hmm. not there of being used to being in a classroom. So a lot of the procedures, I feel like I'm having to practice a little bit more and really working that scoreboard to keep that energy level up because they are not used to sitting, you know, in, in school for so long. And I just wanted to offer that as a little bit of hope if some teacher is feeling the same way, just keep practicing those procedures, rock that scoreboard as much as you can. And I think Super Improver will be a good tie in to that as well.
0: Yeah. How are you working? How are you doing this scoreboard? Like when, when are you going to be
1: bringing Super Improver in? Well, this was kind of a battle, and um, I talked to Andrea a little Mm -hmm. bit about how to do this and just kind of doing the scoreboard like Coach has us, but um, the stories, I wasn't sure how to incorporate the stories with this, and so I kind of made up my mind I was going to keep stories for when we have to go virtual, Mm -hmm. just as a different game that we could play to just kind of jazz up that virtual learning if needed. so. What I'm doing is I'm, we're keeping track of our scoreboard wins. That's kind of old school, Holbring teaching back in the day. And then once we um, reach 10 scoreboard wins, we are unlocking that super improver. So it kind of ties in a little bit like the stories, but it leaves me with this fun game in my back pocket because I'm sure at some point we will have, unfortunately have to be virtual at some point. And I want something fun and exciting for them during that time. I think that's the beauty though, really. There are so, I mean,
0: coach is, is always thinking and coming up with, with new and creative ways to do things. And I think that's the beauty of it is that you, like you just said, you do what works for your classroom, but you always have something in your back pocket, um, to pull out. Um, if, like you said, if we go virtual or even if we don't, there's, there's scoreboard strategies that you can use. There's super improver strategy that, that you can use, you know, even down the line.
1: And I think I will do the periods and the dice rolls mm-hmm. once that super improver gets unlocked. You know, we're getting closer to that. So, you know, I will definitely go to those periods and those dice rolls. I think that will be an, a fun, engaging time for them, too. So just kind of keep mixing it up for them. They never know what's going to happen. <laughs> that's right. And that's
0: how you keep that, you know, that brain... Yeah, absolutely. That funtricity. Well, I mean, there's, we're still learning. We're learning. every day that we go in, you know, and we think about, oh, this is how we used to do this whole brain teaching strategy. And right now, during this time, I need to tweak that. And um, so I'm glad that we could come on here today and kind of talk about some of the, some of the tweaks that we've made but would sure like to hear comments from other people. Maybe as we post this podcast, people can put some ideas underneath our podcast post and let us know what's working for them. If they're face-to-face.
1: That would be great because I, I mean, there are some other teachers out there that are face-to-face. I know we have a lot of virtual teachers out there and bless your hearts. So I know that as yes. far and. Um, bless Coach for his ideas and helping out with us in that journey as well. But um, us face to face teachers are having to kind of adapt and change and tweak some things. And we're in this together. And if there's an idea that could help everybody, you know, let's share it. Let's help each other out. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So we are so
0: thankful that you joined us today. And we will be back soon, hopefully, with another installment from the great Andrea Schindler on microstepping the brain engager. So be watching for that. But if it's a while, who knows, Ron and I might just pop on to have a chat about some other things, whole brain teaching wise. So this has been really good for me. It it re-energizes me and we do hope that it re-energizes
1: you as well. So. Yes, we're in this, this predicament together and with this whole brain teaching community. We just want to help each other out. So keep your head up, keep your chin up. We've got this. Yes. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.